Hello and welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast with your host, Amrit Sander. This week, I want to talk to you about work. Um, how well is work working for you? Now, I come across lots of organizations where people tell me, you know, we, we do our culture diagnostics and, and various other pieces of work that we do, um, whether it's leadership development or management training. And people often share with us how they're experiencing work and how work isn't working for them. But often I sit there thinking, actually, you know, everybody, and I, I use this phrase a lot, we come to work engaged. Disengagement is what we do to people, the experiences that we put them through that lead to disengagement. But otherwise, the default is everybody joins organizations engaged. We all want to come to work to do a great job. So what gets in the way? And what stops work working for us? Well, I often use the um, model by Russell. And if anybody hasn't come across his work, I think it's really, really good. Um, both at a holistic level, looking at an organization in terms of engagement, and then also at a personal level, looking at emotions and how we can improve our, our internal state. But here's, if you look at the holistic level, looking at engagement, you know, there's two criteria for this. One is creating an engaged place driven by high energy. So an energized environment. And the other side of it is creating a pleasant environment. So when we're energized and it's pleasant, that's working for us. And that's an, that's an engaged state where we can really come to work and be our best. So how do you go about creating an energized environment? And energy means lots of different things to people. But clarity, strategic clarity, knowing what's expected of me, knowing what we're trying to deliver, knowing how collectively our efforts are going to do X, Y, Z, you know, whatever it is, our mission, our statement, our purpose, what is it we're here to do? How do I add value to the world around me? That's critical. If I don't understand that, how am I ever going to work with, you know, real vigor and, and commit, commitment and, and, you know, in a state of flow, how am I ever going to get there? if I'm questioning whether what we're doing is adding any value at all. So strategic clarity is really important. I say strategic clarity, but you know, it's clarity at every level. So today, what am I looking to do? What are we looking to do as a team this quarter? What are we looking to do as a team for the year? What are we looking to do as an organization for the next two, three years? We need clarity. We need to understand what we're aiming to do. Now, I say at a local level too. So on a daily basis, how can we help improve our strategic clarity? Well, how many people write lists? You might say, well, I write lists all the time. I'm fanatical about it. Fantastic. But for those of you who, for those of you who don't, it's worth considering, actually, how well am I planning my day? Am I writing lists? Am I creating a framework of what I'm looking to do today? Because when you write things down, it allows you to take a step back to say, or to certainly question, are they the priorities I need to be focusing on? How can I take a step back and think about what are the things I need to do? And am I getting caught up in that feels a nice to do as opposed to I have to do it? Often we, you know, if you heard last week's podcast on procrastination and time management, often we, we, we put things off, things that we think are uncomfortable or challenging. But how well are we framing the day? How well are we framing the week? What am I looking to achieve today and this week? And that framing is important because often everybody's so busy at work, well, you won't always have a manager or a leader giving you a pat on the back. But if we have our own internal milestones of this is what I want to achieve today, we become our own dopamine shots. You know, we become our own recognizers of, 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 of what we achieved. 
I'm the CEO of the company. There are very few people are going to, or the, the team are very good. Very, very few people will say to me, Amrit, well done. Great job. I have my internal milestones in my mind of what do I want to get done? The standards, the quality, uh, why it's important. And I do sit there muttering to myself sometimes thinking, do you know what? Nailed it. That was a fantastic piece of work. And that's not egotistical, but that's because I had a framework of what I wanted to get done and I did it. So strategic clarity is one side of it. Locally, on a daily basis, how can you apply that to your work to help make work work for you? Otherwise, sort of meandering away through, and nobody wants to do that. That's not a state of engagement. The other side, pleasant environment. Now, often people will say to me, Amrit, it's toxic. You won't believe what it's like here. It's horrible. Um, nobody appreciates you. Nobody respects you. And it's just, forget appreciation and respect. Actually, people are downright rude and, and what have you. Now, um, we experience lots of behaviors at work. What I don't often see is in a very constructive fashion, us holding people to account for those behaviors. So everybody's responsible for the company culture, everybody. Yes, it, it, the tone is set from the top, but every single person matters when, it, when we look at creating a culture. I've come across some amazing CEOs who are absolutely fantastic, but the tone at the local level set by the manager is very, very different. So it's not all with the leaders. So when we're looking at culture um, and holding people to account, how many of us actually do it? How many of us turn a blind eye and walk away? But that matters. You know, making work work for us is not tolerating behaviors we wouldn't tolerate anywhere else. It doesn't matter where it's from, but if we do it in a constructive fashion, if the organization says, and if you, certainly if you map it against the organization's values, if the organization says these three or four values are important to us, this is what we truly value, and people are behaving in ways that are violating those values, then it's incumbent upon every single colleague to say, that's not right. That's not, we're not going to stand for that. That's not who we are. And, you know, if the organization is such that it then says, actually, you're in trouble for your behavior for you know, for, for standing up to, to those values, that might tell you something. How aligned are those values to you, those organizations' values? Not the ones they say, but the ones that they actually demonstrate. But so if we think about making work work for us, we need clarity. What am I looking to achieve each day? And that's on us. How can I frame and think about the week ahead, today, what did I get done? And then the self-recognition giving ourselves that dopamine shot, self-care, self-love. Uh, and within that then is also thinking about pleasant environment. If I'm working like a dog, I'm slogging my guts out. That is not a pleasant environment. How many of us say no? Many of us don't. And it's actually because we work with such amazing people. We don't want to say no because they have, the knock-on effect is it, it'll then add burdens to somebody else. But if somebody else isn't managing their time effectively or isn't saying no, then the knock-on effect is that we might be getting impacted unnecessarily. So saying no matters because when I say yes, I'll do it to the best of my abilities with everything thrown at it. So we've got to say no in order to, for, to facilitate that. How often do you say no? How, often, how well do you communicate with, with the people around you? you know? And this comes, back to, this comes all the way through to communication. When we're looking at creating a pleasant environment, when we're holding people to account, we often don't communicate. We don't give feedback. Um, we don't want to wait for anonymous surveys or 360s. What we want to do is in the moment to say, 
I really care about you, so I want to let, let you know how I feel. Um, because you matter. I was once running a session, a feedback session, where somebody was in the room and you could tell they, they were desperately trying hard not to give some feedback, but they desperately wanted to. And they did. And honestly, that filled me with such joy because when people give feedback, it means there's hope. So communication really makes a big difference. We've got to give each other feedback. That's what drives hope and that's what makes things better. How somebody receives it isn't on us. As long as the responsibility on us is how I give it. If I give the feedback with care, with the right intentions, that's all I can do. Using my emotional intelligence uh, and everything I've learned, that's what I can do. I can't control how you're going to take it. But I can do it with the utmost respect because working matters. How we work matters. So how is work working for you? What are you doing? How are you making it work for you? Or are you just turning up every day and letting things unfold? We have the ability to take control of our work and to make it work for us. Saying no. Being really clear. What is ex what's expected of us? Why? Why is that important? Asking the questions rather than waiting to be told. We can make work passionate. And the engagement we came with, the highly engaged states we joined organizations with, we can maintain that or we can certainly get back to. But often we're, we're, we're waiting for leaders to take control and take action. But as colleagues, we can do an awful lot. We can make work work for us. So I wanted to just prick your conscience on that, uh, leave you with those thoughts. How are you making work work for you? What can you do to make it even better rather than waiting for somebody else? So that's all for me today. Join me again next week for more thoughts on leadership development, culture development, employee engagement, employee experience, and everything else in between. Amrit Sandra from The Engagement Coach. I shall see you soon. Take care. The Engagement Coach Podcast.